everybody welcome to the pilot uh number one episode of the universal hitchhiker podcast um I have with me, who will be doing this on a regular basis, uh, Matt Willers Hello. And, uh, and Jamie Fossenkemper. Hello. Uh, and then today, we are going to be talking with Sadie and Jake, uh, very, very talented musicians who started uh, around here uh, and then have since migrated to L.A. So um, I guess we'll start with Jamie. Um, if you listen to some of the music, did you have uh, go ahead with your first question for them? Um, so first off, both songs were really dope. The intro to Waves, I really like got into. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, okay, super good. Love that. Yes. <laughs> um, Jake's idea. <laughs> I, think, I think one of my most basic questions that I would like to get out of the way is what got you into music in the first place? Um. I've been playing piano since I was four. Okay. So I've kind of just always done it or always had to do it in some sort of capacity. Um, Jake? Well, I did basketball for the first part of my life, but <laughs> then I never grew since seventh grade, so it's time to change. Then you had to pick a new path. Exactly. So my, uh, my dad got me this really terrible drum set when I was a kid, and uh, little did I know it was a weapon to use against my mom as a divorce. So he's like, keep this at your mom's house. So I played drums oh at their house forever. I love that. That's so, funny. So that's how that started. So being obnoxious comes natural to me. Nice. And then after you played piano and then drums, did you play anything else? Because I, I know you play piano, Sadie. I know you yeah. played for a while, but. Um, yeah, I picked up guitar um, around 12-ish. Um, not very good. Just started with your basic Green Day songs, um, <laughs> as we all did. And then, did. and then uh, out of college, I was working for a producer who had a corporate band. They do like high end weddings and corporate parties and stuff like that. And he needed a bass player, and I knew it, and I knew it was good money. So I kind of lied and said that I could play bass to get the job. And I should have been fired the first day, but. Uh, I practiced a lot, and over a course of a couple years, I'm a bass player now. Not the greatest, but... <laughs> oh, that's dope. Yeah. Good enough for pop. Good enough for pop music. And just drums for me. Just, <laughs> we're working on guitar lessons and singing there. lessons. But. <laughs> hey, you seem pretty, pretty good to me. Um, what would you say your inspiration comes from when you make music? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Like my, uh, I, a huge person for me, you know, again, as a little pop punk kid growing up was, uh, was of course, Blink-182 and uh, Tra Travis Barker and everything. When he did this cover of Soldier Boy back in the day, I was like, like 15 or 16. And I was like, what? You can do hip hop on drums? And it just changed everything. So I started skewing more towards that kind of vibe. Um, but still live drums instead of just doing like electronic stuff. Um, so I derived it from like more of a, a hip hop vibe now than I, my roots, which were more pop punk and stuff. Cause I, I got tired of whiny white boys, you know, <laughs> you can only listen to so much. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, Starting off with piano, like my my parents were into a lot of indie music. Like I grew up listening to Fiona Apple and Sade and Violet Films, Weezer and things like that. Um, 
And then Christina Aguilera came out and I was like, I want to sing like that. Like game changer. Everyone's like, no, 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 you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. So uh, I spent a lot of years just trying to to work on my voice and expand my range because before I was just Nora Jonesing it up all the time, as I'm sure you've heard. Did you take voice lessons or were, did you self-teach? On and off. Okay. Um, it was really, really hard to find a voice coach. I, I found two really good ones. And one of them, um, I found when I moved here, actually, I ran into her at Tempe marketplace, actually seeing Cindy Sprague. Um, oh, wow. yeah. And so she was my voice coach from high school up until now I can still call her whenever I need to. Um, and she, she definitely helped me the most like loosen up and, and, uh, and grow. So I try to keep, you know, my, piano roots, the things that I really like and that I'm good at. Um, and then add more of that like power pop vibe to it, I guess. For sure. When you started piano, when you were four, did you fall in love with it right away? Yeah. I was yeah. obsessed. Instant. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff I noticed was, was how, how intricate some of your recordings were. And I was wondering if, if you guys, what you prefer more the the live aspect or or do you enjoy in the studio recording and writing and stuff like that on a count of three (laughs) (laughs) one two three live live Live? yeah so much so much live yeah i mean it's been fun um you know kind of starting from the ground up again this is a newer project for us right now um just the two of us so with that comes obviously starting over and you can't do live shows without the music so you know we're dying a little yeah so (laughs) but it's been fun it's been fun with with the the starting over thing kind of finding out you know what we don't want to do this thing or that thing we like just like this and it like settled much quicker than we expected so we're excited for that that's cool very cool um I noticed a lot of a lot of your production was was kind of artistic in its own. I know in the middle of, of Punisher how it all kind of drops out and then you just have the piano and then slowly the drums come in and it builds up and it gets pretty pretty epic and, and big sounding. And I was wondering like like do you guys take take an aspect of of creativity when it comes to to the production side just as much as you would with uh with the writing part, you know? Yeah, I think that's been the most fun. Um our our experiences prior have always been, you know, with somebody else at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that like we haven't been able to add our own things or do things ourselves, but to have the song be fully ours up until this point, um, it gives us a lot of extra room. And that end of Punisher was just from me just kind of playing around after we were done recording. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, put it down, put it down, put it down. Yeah. And so I put it down. And then the next day, we went and did the, that entire outro um, and just got to, you know, just kind of do whatever we want. There's no one else's opinion in it. And I think it, it's helped the whole thing become a lot more authentic. Yeah. It's yeah. not like driven by like a label where they're it's like, it's gotta okay, be this way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hit the chorus in the first 30 seconds or forget it. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, I thought it was so cool. Just the, the build of each, each bar almost had a different instrument that had its own signature and it, it really built up really well. I thought. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still a demo. <laughs> Very much so, but thank uh, you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Jeff, you got, you got some stuff? Uh, I have, I always have questions. <laughs> it looks like he has questions always. <laughs> 
Uh, has there been a lot of change? I, I realize that there's a little bit of a shutdown right now, but is, has there been a lot of difference in um, uh, living in Phoenix area and doing music and then LA and doing music? I know everybody, the, the idea has always been for almost every artist, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to make it big. But Phoenix also has proven to me to have really good music scene. So Tell me the difference between the two areas from a music oh. standpoint. <laughs> I I think um, I grew up, I'm from Arizona and Phoenix and my whole life has been there until since October of last year. Um, so I was like, Oh, the scene here is great. And it's, and everything. And it is, it's a, it's a very tight community and everything it's clicky, but once you're in, you're in and which is a good thing. Um, but it's always to me skewed, up until very recently where India has taken good like control of things, it always skewed more hardcore. Um, and to me, that's not been my cup of tea. At least it's moved further and further away from that since I've grown up and out in LA. Uh, honestly, I was like, Oh, there's a lot of hype about moving out here. It's like totally the thing to do and all that. Like, like you said, but I didn't really expect it to be as much as it is where, we're walking around like downtown and there's like full jazz bands just set up on the sidewalk on the curb, just like everybody. And they're all like fantastic musicians. Like any of them could like be on our record. We'd be like, please. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like in the culture here much more, much more like accepting, I, I would say. Yeah. I think there's, um, there's a lot more creative space here, especially where we live, where we live is very jazz oriented, uh, which I had no idea, um, but like he said, everybody is good. And I think it's a wake up call for the right kind of person to come out here and to see that and be like, oh, I really have to get my shit together, yeah. you know, <laughs> to if I if I want to swing it, the people are right here. They're right next door. They're everywhere. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot more room for opportunities as far as getting on a national scale. Um, I think Phoenix absolutely has the potential to do that. I just think there hasn't been the right group of people to push it forward yet. Cause no doubt Phoenix has incredible musicians. Um, there's definitely not a lack of talent. I don't think in any genre mm -mm. out there. True. Um, the only bands that I've known have been more hardcore bands that have made it out of there, except for Jimmy world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple pop artists, uh, some like solo girls, like Upsall that has left here and she's doing very well. Um, you know, people kind of leave and come back and leave and come back. And then you have a couple indie bands that tour like, you know, 200 days out of the year that are from Phoenix and they don't have to move and they don't have to sign to a label. They have a super dedicated fan base. Um, so I, I think it's all situational for for everybody. I don't think it just moving here is the right answer. Yeah. Well, um, what's that violinist name? She's also from, well, she's from Gilbert. Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. 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 Very so. true. Very hmm. true. No, there's definitely people that have, but if you take the, that handful and then combine it or compare it to LA <laughs> alone, it's like, Oh, <laughs> how long so. have you guys been in LA? Just since October of okay, I was gonna say because it had to have been recent because I saw you thing not we too long fresh. ago. <laughs> yeah, I got a job and then everything closed basically. So yeah. <laughs> love how that works out. <laughs> um, aside from the two songs, do you have other songs you're working on right now? Oh yeah, we have like fourteen. 
Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. So wow. we just were, um, we spent all day working on what will be our first release, which you guys haven't heard. Um, so we're hoping to release like a set of songs as one kind of project and then a full length album soon after. That's so, so are you, are you going to narrow down those 14 into an EP or are you kind of planning on, on building the, the full length first? I Honestly, feel like we already narrowed it down. <laughs> we, we, we narrowed it down. It was like, we have a board behind us that has like 30 songs on it. It's obnoxious. Um, so we narrowed it down to 14 and then the way we're kind of leaning it towards is what will make the biggest impact right off the bat from a, a new band, a new, a new group. Um, what, what would really like turn ahead instead of like, check out my single, check out my EP. Um, it's kind of less more like concepty thing. Um, like, uh, Jaden Smith, what's the, what's his record? Sire. Sire, his record. I don't know if you listen to Jaden Smith. It's a, uh, I know I never thought I'd name drop Jaden Smith. <laughs> it's but, honestly, he's got a set of four songs and each one is one letter and they mm-hmm. all just run into each other. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's really, awesome. really well done. So that's, that's we're the way we're going to drop vibe. this. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to drop Very this cool. thing kind of that direction and then follow it up with a full length once there's, you know, a, a base to release it to instead of just like, here's an album. Does anyone give a shit? <laughs> right. Well, both of you have been doing this for a while. Um, and I know you've had other projects in the past as well as um, solo projects. So are these songs all brand new collaborations or is this stuff that you guys have had sitting on the back shelf for a while and you kind of revisited with each other? I mean, it's all, it's all new. Um, some of it has been written for a while. Some of it's, yeah. A, yeah, some, some songs, I would say the oldest song would be a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, through just through the months they've progressed and added up and, um, you know, I, I write a ton and so they all don't make it, but you know, every, every little while I, I get a couple. So yeah. we've just kind of just forming all of those ideas into one album that, you know, has a concept and, and is cohesive together is our main challenge really yeah, I went with to picking. Work. I went yeah. to work yes two days ago and and got I'm heading home. She's like, I sent you a new one. I wrote can, a new one. <laughs> can you check it out? And I'm like, God, can we just So we gotta add we more have? to the board then but like now, do we take one out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now that's one of the ones that's gonna be on this first release because it like fits in this slot. So I feel like you get into a, a run of it and you're like, oh this all just kind of goes together. It's like a vomit thing <laughs> to put it eloquently. Well, well if you've got 30 of them uh when you pick the ones are you, you'll probably still hold on to those other ones in case you suddenly say hey let's let's go for LP number two. Yeah. And you go, here's the deluxe version. Yes. And add four right. songs and charge double, you know. This is our B-side. <laughs> yeah. Our B-sides, exactly. Do exactly. them just live or do them just, just acoustic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. would love to do that. <laughs> uh, so I know this is a new project. So has a name for the project come up yet? Yes. Yeah. We are going by Taiki. It's, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Explain <laughs> what Taiki is. Uh, Taiki is, uh, you know, (laughs) it's Greek. It's the God goddess, um, of second chances and luck and fortune. And it's not always good. She's not always, not always good luck. Yeah. It's just, it is that luck. So that's kind of how we feel with, uh, just in general, like moving out here and everything, we both were ready for a change and everything. So we, we popped out here and now this is the second chance, even though it's really my third and her third and all that <laughs> but no one has to know that except for you guys and everyone who listens <laughs> how often do you guys play live out in la 
Well, we were playing um, once or a couple once times or, a month. Yeah, a couple yeah. times a month um, until now. Now we're not. Yeah, as you uh, probably know, I was gigging full time um, out in Phoenix. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why I asked. Though, yeah, the wear on myself and my car and my <laughs> gear, um, it was just ridiculous. It, all my stuff would break at the same time. You know, thousands of dollars. I've gone through like three cars since I've been doing music full time, and and uh, definitely one of my intentions out. And plus, I just you know you get burned out on the writing process. Yeah, if I'm playing four times a week, I'm not gonna wake up in the morning and write unless I really really feel like it I really have to it doesn't feel like natural anymore so one of my goals of moving out here um you know I still want to play you still get exposure right we don't you know we don't know anybody out here yet but I didn't want to make it a full-time thing um but then you know looking for a job I was like well this maybe I should just do this again but we haven't really we haven't really established that yet but there's places all over um and I've met a lot of friends that play regularly just like I did out in Arizona that they they all have gigs they're all working and there's an entire community out here that does the same thing so um I think when things kick back in we'll we'll push it again and I've had a 6 month break you know starting to get antsy yeah i'm losing it a little yeah. <laughs> can you go out on your balcony and perform yeah. We don't have a balcony. This is our studio apartment. Yep. We're on the second floor. We have a stoop, though, so we sit out there. Yes, and, we do have a stoop. And, and, the stoop. Uh, and drink and <laughs> listen to our demos and then go back in and fix them as fast as we possibly can, <laughs> embarrassed that people heard some of it as they walk by. Yeah. <laughs> so you can open up all your windows and yes. point, point your amps out the window. There you go. Yeah. We're going to soon, yeah. Our alley neighbors uh, are very loud, so like pretty soon we're going we're gonna to start putting that blink 182 outside <laughs> god help everyone <laughs> so if you if you take if you started out with more of a pop punk what made you go more towards just the pop um i wanted people to macklemore <laughs> yeah Ma- <laughs> macklemore had a huge influence on me to be honest i waited in line at a uh, microsoft opening to see him with my friend who was like, you need to hear this guy. And I'm like, I don't care about this. A white rapper, what's going on? <laughs> Stay in your lane, don't do this. Um, and then I was like, oh wow, my eyes are opened. I'm just so close-minded <laughs> with my way I grew up and everything. So, um, and then I got tired of people going, ah, it's just loud, the music <laughs> is loud. I don't wanna, ah, you know? Um, and then the first pop track uh, I did, I was on, um, I remember people being like, oh, I I listened to this and I was like, oh, you listen to this, and so <laughs> that kind of positive reinforcement or negative, however you look at it, <laughs> um, really uh, really kicked me that way and stuff. And it's just it's more fun. There's more um, space, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess down the road, if you want to revisit it, you could always do kind of like a Garth Brooks uh, Garth Brooks thing and do a dark side alter ego. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if you look, I'm still at, learning how to scream. Okay. <laughs> <that's true. laughs> if you look at um some some artists that have done like the same thing, like uh, like Skrillex was in a screamo band from first mm-hmm. to last that just mm-hmm. failed. Well, uh, kind of failed. Failed. They're still around. Skrillex. Yeah. yeah, they are yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um and stuff and so occasionally you'll see him drop in and do stuff and, and it's like hilarious. So I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love Skrillex. I think his whole story is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's genreless, you know, it's pretty genreless yeah. everywhere. I, I think a lot of artists do that. I mean, even if you look at the eighties and stuff like that, I mean, okay, I'll show my age, but we all know who Michael Bolton is. 
Michael Bolton actually he started out in a hair metal band. Yeah, and then yeah. he decided. I hey, I think you told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those changes. I did not know uh, that. The Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, they started out as a punk band. Well, uh, they still know? dress like it. It's hilarious. <laughs> exactly. They come out uh, and they're, they're like, yeah, and they're like, well, black balloon. And, <laughs> and even the Beastie Boys, because the Beastie Boys were ba- pretty much a punk band until until the producer got a hold of them and said, wait a minute, you know, um, which it was kind of nice to see that kind of switch because for me the genius that came out of the beastie boys over oh, yeah. over their entire progression i mean they started out with rap and then they mixed in funk and all these things so the beauty part like you said is genreless is there's so many artists that should test the waters a little bit and then mm-hmm. find find different avenues to go i mean that's the that diversity is what i think makes people great at what they totally. do and yeah, and so appreciating too. it yeah. yeah, it keeps it all fresh, you know? It keeps it keeps everybody from being like, oh, this again, this again. It's like, oh, wow, okay. Didn't know you could do that. And I think it shows, like, just so much talent. Like, obviously, you love an artist so much, and if that artist, like, can show something else, you're just like, that makes me like them even more. I agree. It shows more. Absolutely. All right. Matt, Jamie, do you guys have any more questions for Taiki? Very nice. Well Taiki, am I saying that right? Taiki? Taiki. You yep. got it. You got it. Catchy. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. You, you guys have first a little tyke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a time frame on when you're looking to put the album out? Um, the first release, um, in my head, I haven't even told her this. I want to <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's surprised. Um, I want it out in June. I want the first okay. the first uh set of all of this, like we we're talking about the little release, it's like a four, three or four song or four deal. Yeah. Um, that to be, that to be in June and stuff. And then I would love it all to be out, you know, to me, if it's not out by late September, then you have to wait until January again, mm-hmm. or you get lost in uh, Grammy stuff. Everything gets just swollen. You have everybody who releases. I mean, who knows now it's all chaos at the moment, but um, usually no one new releases anything in the fall and winter because it just gets eaten alive and then new bands will drop in January, February and then get out of the way for all the summer things. If basically, if you're not out by October, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you should hold off. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Holidays. Yeah, that's everything really shuts the, down. Yeah. That's really the first time I've ever heard that thought process before. Right? Never Me too. <laughs> it makes total sense, but never would have thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks you know, for the mu- music education. Yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of research. It costs a lot of money to learn that. So, <laughs> yeah, lots a of, lot of debt, a lot of failure. <laughs> you know, Sadie, there are voice coaches now that do screaming and screamo and, and thrash metal vocals. That's Just good because so you know. YouTube is not helping. <laughs> it is so, not. <laughs> I can give you a couple names. Just so you know. All right. right. <laughs> I just, do you guys listen to brand new? The band brand new? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know them. I, I can't tell you that I'm, I listen to them okay. on a regular That's basis. Brand new later albums since Deja. That's the amount of screaming that I want to get to. I don't want to actually be able to scream. I want my yell to turn into scratches, and that's that's it. I can do yeah. early brand new screaming. Yeah, Everyone he could do the, the normal. <laughs> it's not good. It's <laughs> terrible. So, like, Butcher Babies, Ginger... Stuff like that. You're not interested. Infected rain. That kind of. 
Because those are so, all female fronted thrash metal bands. And they're so. very cool and scary. Yeah. <laughs> ginger ginger scares me. Yeah, but, pretty sure Butcher Babies is terrifying, right? <laughs> it sounds like you, it. Yeah, it I, sounds terrifying already, but I'm pretty sure you told me about it. Or you were yeah. into their concert or something when we were together. I, I've seen them a few times, done yeah, a few interviews okay. with them. But yeah, uh, the funny thing is, is the funny thing is is with most of those bands, it's everybody's kinda not everybody. If you're not familiar with the music you kind of tend to be scared of those people, so to speak. But then when you meet them, they're like the nicest people you could ever yeah. talk to. But I, but I think true. that goes for most artists. Well, not most artists. Mm. I mean, it's, it depends. I guess just like athletes, I mean, there's some that just assume you're going to love them. And kind yeah, of Michael Vick seemed like a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Good point. Did. <laughs> My name is Sadie. I'm one half of Taiki, and this is Waves.
All right. <laughs> then the first thing that we'll talk about is uh, the big elephant in the country, which would be the coronavirus stuff. Um, that you guys are in total shutdown, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Can't go anywhere oh. without a mask. You ha- they won't let they won't serve you at a gas station at a anywhere. We went to a Starbucks today, and she was like, "Can you put it on your phone?" I, oh no, I have to take your phone. As as if we would be pissed. We're like, we're just happy you're open. Yeah, they blocked yeah. the door. <laughs> are they so, fining people if you? I heard I heard that California like is fining people if they're outside or something, but I don't know if that's true. I haven't heard of that, but we I have, haven't heard of okay. it. Have I figured that because I just don't know how they would manage that, but. Now they break up uh, groups of people though. Like we yeah. have, we have a There's pretty s- solid alley community really? that, that comes together and they all hang out. And uh, every night the cops bust them up and now they're not there. And they've been here every night since we moved here. Yeah. And now they're not. So. Yeah. And the other day we went out um, just to, to run some errands and like everybody and their mother was outside like yeah. playing in the park. Like I think it was, Oh, it was Monday. It was Easter Monday. So it was just like, well, okay. Did we just forget? Oh no, we drove. Yeah, we drove by the park not too long ago. It was like Disneyland. Yeah, I think, well, running around I, Chaparral. I think you're only limited to so much. You're going to want to take the kids out for a little bit. Our park, like, our backyard is the park, and it's it's packed on the weekend. Yeah, um, I can't but imagine weird, being a parent right now. Well, yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> They're like, I need a minute. <laughs> well, and the school shutdowns too. Um, High school kids, I haven't heard anything, but I know some people with some kids in elementary school and the teachers are doing basically for their YouTube for teaching. They're just going, okay, here, do this assignment where they, where this is like a great opportunity to sit and actually teach, you know, my sister is a fourth grade teacher. It's her uh, third year and she is having to do more work than she did when she had her class and everything. She has to, they do a rotating thing out in Gilbert. Um, and she doesn't have Wait, where is teaching Gilbert. Um, it's, it's in uh Val Vista lakes over there. Oh, shoot. The That's literally right where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in there and, uh, they do it like a, almost like a high school. They have like a homeroom and stuff. It's very strange, but in like elementary school, and I guess they're all moving that way in Arizona. And she, anyway, so she has to teach, you know, 30 kids, Several, the same thing, you know, every, like every hour, all day long, five days a week right now. And the, but there's no way to hold the kids accountable. They don't grade mm-hmm. anything. So it's, you're not like, allowed to grade. Yeah. You're not allowed to grade. That's yeah. I was going to say that. Cause my math teacher in high school, or one of my math teachers in high school, I'm still really close with him. And I like babysit his kids and stuff. And I was over there not too long ago and talking to him. And he said like, one, he's doing way extra work, but two, like they can't, um, lower their grades. Yeah. So like exactly. whatever grade they went into this with, then they can't go any lower. They can just go higher. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I have no yeah. idea how it's gonna go. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I I think parents are getting frustrated, but it's I mean you're gonna spend extra time with your kids, and I mean I don't know how many years ago you had to teach your kids yourself anyway. There wasn't a school system. So. This is a this is a chance for families to to come together, hopefully. Exactly. So it's going to be a moment. (laughs) It is. And uh, what I'm learning with, well, like what we're using with the, the video stuff, the video conferencing and stuff, I, you know, with a lot of those virtual happy hours and and stuff like that, I've been, I've done a few of them with some friends across the country who I haven't talked to in six or eight months, just, and not because we don't keep in contact, but just because we've been busy, you know, it's, it's weird how, people change when the world slows down so what what is essential then in california that a 
allowed to be open. Liquor stores and grocery stores. Yep. Liquor or stores, grocery and banks. Yeah, banks. I was just gonna say and banks. I haven't been to the bank, so I don't have any money coming in. So credit card companies are still functioning because they keep charging. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. What about dispensaries? Oh, you know what? So I don't know. Here's a you fun. Know? Here's a yes. They, they are opened open. back up in Colorado. Yeah. Here's a fun fact about dispensaries in California. It's not like Colorado where it was a statewide thing. It was a bill in the way that uh, each city decides if they're going to have dispensaries or not. So you don't. They have to like the city handles it. It's legal in California, but the city decides if there's going to be dispensaries. So there's only like one in all of where we're at for like I don't know, like thirty miles, forty yeah. miles, and. Uh, so that one is open. But oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I heard this guy like just yammering on about it the other day. It's like, essential. Okay, wow. It's essential. Right on. Well, I mean, here in Arizona, it's it's medicinal. So right. I would assume that if we do, and uh, Arizona's on kind of a shutdown. Um, you guys are trying. It's, <laughs> it's weird. But, um, I mean, obviously, if it's medicinal, then they're probably allowed to be open. Hi, kitty. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I I think it's odd that the stimulus checks came just before four twenty. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're self-employed people who owe tax dollars to the government for being self-employed. So neither of us are getting a stim- stimulus tax. Yep. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to no Cheers stimulus to checks for <laughs> either of us. Sorry, no stimulation. No. Nope. Yeah, it's a weird system. <laughs> so go buy a record, damn it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for those streams. <laughs> yeah, we need like, we need like out soon. Yeah, we need like 18 million streams to make up one stimulus check. So let's go. <laughs> now, are you guys doing the entire recording process yourself? Uh, so far, yeah, we did. Um, back in November, we did go to a, a recording studio out. Um, I don't know where it was. As in, Somewhere as in LA. In LA. Yeah. Um, really, really cool place, and we recorded a day of drums. Um, which was awesome. It was just the the engineers we had and the help of Sebastian. It was so cool. Just ran by this little old lady who's had it forever and knows all the the guys who know all the equipment. Great mics, great room. They have a grand piano and everything. Um, but other than that, it's been all here. Um, and so I would love to do the best that I can to keep it that way. And then if things are dire, like we just need you know, couldn't get the vocal sounding good enough. You know, I, I don't own like a bass amp or anything. Everything's DI and just affected by me. It, when it comes down to that, then we'll take everything that we need and we'll go to a studio and uh, figure that out, you know, when everything reopens. But but it's been fun experimenting here because yeah. like we uh, like I didn't have a shaker at the moment. So I went and grabbed like basil and a salt and pepper shaker. It was like around. the Yeah. So some of our songs will be like just knocking on knocking the on the floor yeah. and the, and just like ingredients from the kitchen and then some of them will be full that's on drums. super cool it'll yeah. work or it won't you know that's <laughs> awesome I think that's dope. so when they say that the writing and recording process was done organically there's no joke about that <laughs> i didn't say the basil was organic yeah that's true, <laughs> yeah, that's true. it's knockoff basil yeah. it's fake basil <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Sorry, I went off subject a little bit, but it's not the question, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Can't hurt. Uh, Did they, as has California said how long this is going on, or is it just until the CDC and the president say, okay, it's time to go back to normal? 
I think they're just going to keep kicking it out two weeks at a time yeah, for I think, the rest of time. I think they're waiting. Um, I think, you know, California, where we, we jumped on the shutdown early, um, we have never had enough test kits. So uh, Jake and I both got really sick in February um, and Jake had to go to the hospital and it was really scary. Like he had a 104 degree temperature, couldn't see straight all the symptoms. He couldn't hold still for an x-ray and they didn't test him. And we were there for about five or six hours through the middle of the night. And I don't think they had tests at that point. And I still think that they're struggling. And I think you know, the homeless community out here is suffering. I think people in high volume areas are suffering. And I think it's just a lot more invisible than people think where you guys in Arizona, like you're, you're spaced out. Everyone kind of has their community. Like you're even in downtown, like you're not really on top of each other. There's never no. like 30 people in the street where here it's like, it can be on the soles of your shoes. Like every homeless person they've tested has it. And they're not really testing that many anyway. That's one um, out of 10. Yeah, like one out or one out of thirty. Oh yeah, it was one out of thirty. Yeah, one out of thirty that they're testing, and so for me, it's just like I would rather stay shut down longer than get you know getting the second wave. Like my my dad lives in Hong Kong, and they're on their second wave, Um, and the government isn't really taking a lot of control over it. The people are. Um, but he, because he works for a Hong Kong company, he still has to go to work, which means he's still in rush hour and public transportation with thousands of people every single day. And I would rather, you know, just not that for a lot longer than for everyone to think that they're okay. Just to know that, well, we weren't really careful enough and we're just going to all get hit again. It's going to be worse in the first place. Yeah. That's our view. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you guys can golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have fun golfing. We're in our, Um, on our stoop. That's all Jeff. That's all Jeff. My grandpa goes every Friday with everybody. And I'm like, you are at risk. You're 75. Are you guys' beaches open? No. No, No, but they put caution tape over it and they knocked it down. That's it. So we went around it. We go, yeah. yeah, That's what, yeah. But no one's like, well, nobody's policing them or anything. Yeah, no one's like patrolling the area. They are starting to, um, but nobody's. There's not a million cops that they can just throw outside to get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's still stabbings and shootings like there have been. Everyone's exhausted. It's still LA. But no one's really like staying on the beach. Everyone's going for walks and runs. And like, yeah, sometimes it gets a little bit too crowded, but everyone's been doing pretty okay about like maintaining their distance, staying away from each other. And, and the times that we've gone down there, everyone's riding their bike or going for a run. People aren't like laying no out and throwing a picnic, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, we <laughs> live by the, by the pier. Yeah. And so everyone has boats out here. We see people like walking with their coolers and their toilet paper to just go hang out on their boat. And I'm like, that's perfect. Screw Do that. <laughs> so jealous. Hey. But the boat would definitely be isolating yourself. Right. Yeah. David Geffen gets it. Taking yeah. social distancing real seriously. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Let me distance a few knots. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, I guess maybe, I don't know, are you guys just like everybody else watching Tiger King with all your free time? Okay, we have refused. <laughs> we know <Have> absolutely... <laughs> We know absolutely nothing, so this is the part where we shut up and you guys tell us what we're talking about. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be much help either. Um, We, like, started to watch it, and then I don't know what happened. You moved on with your life. (laughs) (laughs) What, Frankie? Um, 
we had it on in the background and like we would just like pop in like once an episode to like check in on what was going on and then we would like kind of just stop listening so i couldn't confidently tell you what happened but i know um according to my netflix history it's been watched uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from I'm from Florida. I'm from Tampa Bay, so I see it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's, I roll. That's the neighbor. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> is it the one guy in Oklahoma, Joe Exotic, or he was? Uh oh. Yeah. Is but, it? You tell us. But, Let's hear. Oh, I forgot. I, to my understanding is that well, Matt Matt knows the whole story. Do you? Okay. I, I I watched it, but it's just right, one. Matt, they don't it's just one giant mess after another. And then when you can't, when you don't think it can get worse, it's just, it blows your mind. Like, I don't <laughs> We'll probably get real drunk and watch it, to be honest. It's, I mean, happen. Yeah. It's, it's either watch it or don't. I mean, you got to invest in it if you watch it, but you might be better just not watching it. Well, you have all the time in the world right now. <laughs> Very true. To watch that. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know if you were drunk. Like we were Uh-oh. sitting here and like tried to sit down and watch the first episode, and I, like like half an hour in, I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I, I guess we'll see. All I knew is that they hated the girl, Carol Baskin. Yep, her. memes have told me that she's not a nice person. No, there's songs <laughs> about her. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine the whole the whole stigma about it is that. I mean, it's it, everybody needs some drama to focus on because they don't want to focus on their own drama. I oh yeah, totally uh, agree. and it would it have been so big if if this wasn't going on? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, and it's such a shit show. I mean, all of a sudden, Matt or Matt knows most of the stuff. I went into uh, partway into the third episode because everybody's like, at least watch two, at least watch two. So I watched two, and then they're like, try another one. I'm like, yeah. so I tried like, another. I see one. how this goes. <laughs> try, try finishing it. <laughs> uh, well, and I guess Matt said another episode just came out. I don't know. I don't. It's it's not me, but it. You know, I mean, it's obviously a lot of people love it. Um, so they're doing one episode like drop at a time. Like, well, this they, is Mandalorian. They did. They did seven, I believe, and then they just released an eighth one. But the eighth one's just Joel McHale interviewing people. It, it doesn't really have much to do with the storyline. Ah, yeah. How did just a follow how did, up? How did Joel McHale get involved? In it's it? coronavirus time. You know, everybody's available. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag of twenty twenty. Everybody's available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, then I'd like to see some Dr. Phil get involved with that shit. Me too. Let's see what his Dr. Phil house call. I would watch (laughs) the shit out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so is it Oklahoma? Because it it just, it looks real Florida to me, so I assumed, but I guess it's all the South. Well, I think... The place. Yeah, it's it's in multiple locations, I think. Yeah. I can tell you. Hold on. <laughs> I, the one I think that might have been in Georgia as well. No, there was one in South Carolina. I followed the guy on Instagram Dang. before the show had come out, and he has these. Uh, it was a Doc Antle. He mm-hmm. has um, like chimpanzee brothers that stay at his like whatever. It's like a sanctuary, and they have oh an, like, their own Instagram. And I followed them before. They're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I forget about South Carolina. We all do. <laughs> we all do. That in Georgia. I forget Georgia even exists. <laughs> so Carol Baskin um, is in Texas and uh, uh, Joe Exotic, 
is in Garden City, Kansas. So, Kansas. Huh. Wow. I just know I know the whole feud is is, start, is mostly Kansas. because he 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 breeds them for show and for and to keep and to sell and everything else and breeds them in captivity. And I guess she's more like a rescue and sanctuary for hmm. uh, tigers that have been mistreated. Basically. If someone looks at Joe Exotic and says, I want to be like him, and they buy a tiger, and then once the tiger gets to be 200 pounds and eats their kid, they got to give it up somehow, and she's the one that has to take it. You know, mm. so I think that's where the whole thing started. That's so who died? From the outside. Carol's uh, hu- husband. Her husband. And that's not Joe Exotic? She, no, no. <laughs> no. See, I thought no, yeah, she <laughs> yeah, she supposedly killed her husband. So that's 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 a big twist in like with episode a, four with the tiger. Yeah. tiger? No, no, tiger. Oh, well, I they they Sigmund Freud. They, they never proved it. So who knows? Dang. Who knows how it happened? Well, she's a smart cookie. Yeah, <laughs> smart there's cookie. A, there's a meme with her that says uh, it's it's like, hey, ladies. Is your husband giving you a hard time, or is he getting on your nerves during this during the during social distancing? I have a way to fix that. <laughs> so there's so many memes and videos of her. It's it, it's exhausting amazing. for us. It's like Jeffrey we have Epstein. No made. idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just want to make sure coronavirus or Tiger King. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I feel like one celebrity watched it and everyone was like, "Oh, me too." Oh my I want to talk to I Ellen hear about it. And then I remember, <laughs> like, I woke up one day and it was everywhere, and I was like, yeah. "What is this Tiger King that everybody is talking about?" Like, blew up overnight. If you can just figure out some way to to do that, you know, with anything like right now, <laughs> coronavirus, some some good tag, man, it's that's it can blow up so fast. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I, I think most of it's because uh, I mean, it's because it's reality. It's not. I mean, everybody's fascinated by someone else's story, like I said. But I mean, it's it's supposed to all be real. I mean, I, if it's not producer. Induced or anything like that, like a regular reality show. I mean, it's Blair Witch Project. We're like, wait a minute, is this yeah. real? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of think that some of it is not necessarily true, but I can't really say for sure because I haven't watched it all. But just it's, it's amazing how fucked up those people. Are. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah. any, well, he, any, any chance you guys might change your name to Taiki King? Taiki. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's hey. pretty funny. Hey. <laughs> he might be on to something. Taiki exotic. Just ride the wave. Yeah. Ride the wave right into the ground. <laughs> and then people will be like, what is that for? And everyone will be like, oh, did you not know about 2020? <laughs> <laughs> no one did. <laughs> no one did. I, I had a friend that said, if anything comes out of this whole pandemic, it better be a band called That Bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, there, I saw there's two metal bands named COVID-19 right now. I was literally oh, there with the, the metal guys are like, on it, don't worry about yeah. it. Got you. <laughs> there were twins that were born in India that were named COVID and Corona. Oh my gosh. Oh, poor serious? guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's so much rumors about everything. They, I heard about how uh, they were talking about the Corona factory or Corona shutting down production and everything. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, it's because they're not getting any sales. Uh, it's because Mexico decided to shut down. 
is raw. So uh, apparently Corona, <laughs> apparently Corona and Modelo are not essential. <laughs> even though Damn they probably employ Yeah. Yeah. Did right? you guys hear that? Um, the next generation is going to be the Coronials. <laughs> I know that. I like that. The Coronials. Well, I don't. I don't. All like the ones born because of everybody being the locked Corona together. Boomers. Yep. The They're Cor- talking yep. about the baby boom. <laughs> Corona babies are coming R- in babies. nine in about nine months. With a free lime. <laughs> <laughs> right around the time your album drops. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> a free lime and a vaccine. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. There you go. Unless you're an anti-vaxxer, but they're all dead. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 They can't they can't listen to this. That's, That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. The last thing. Have you guys watched um it I I guess I'm amazed and a little frustrated, but um so many bands and so many artists are doing live feeds um, all over the place. Uh, they're doing them on their Facebook page. They're doing them in Instagram. They're doing them uh, if in my dreams. If, if somebody promotes it or something like that. Have you guys watched any? What do you guys think about all that? I've watched a half of one. Um, I've watched a couple. I popped on to Nora Jones today. Huh? And I popped on to Tori Kelly, remember? Okay, then I've seen uh, two halves. Of you've one. seen two halves of one. Um, I'm up and down on the live thing. I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> well, I, me, myself, I'm a little frustrated because I still have to work. And they're doing all of them in the afternoon. We don't Nobody's have jobs. doing it at night. <laughs> oh, so you're selfishly frustrated. Oh, okay. okay. Jeff's, a, Jeff's about to do one for Maui. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Show up. Yeah, distant, right. distant as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's, uh. it's, it's interesting. I, I like that they're doing it. And it's, I think it's a really cool thing to do for... For the fans, um, since and Matt and I were talking about this earlier today, uh, today or yesterday, but this year, uh, as far as concerts and stuff go, uh, the the amount of really good tours that were about to happen, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, we're, we're very we had, sad. We had mm. so many shows lined up, and there's Shame. all. Yeah, yeah, tickets to rage. Yeah. Rage oh. Oh. I know. I was oh, trying to so jealous. I was plotting how to break into right? that and now I don't have yeah. to plot. I could that. I can't yeah. imagine going to that. Oh. Yeah. I mean that's that's the reason coronavirus happened. It was the man trying <laughs> yeah. to stop rage the machine. Oh. Yeah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> they'd they'd be the band to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty game. Yeah. I I don't know why um some of them are not doing it. Um with someone like Rage or something like that, I would think if you if they could get to a venue and you know go ahead and do a full set of like eight or ten songs, I would think See, that that would be pretty cool. That is where I'm at with it. If if you're going to be performing, I don't, I'm not calling on you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> obnoxious drummer. Hi, Jake. Um, <laughs> I I. The people who are sitting there with the guitar in their house, I'm down for that once, twice. But it's like every day, five days a week, is going live, is going live, is going live constantly. It's driving me insane. But the bands that are doing like a performance that are like playing at a venue, you know, because they're all empty right now. 
and everything that are doing it from there. I'm all for that. And then I feel like I'm like, it's like still an experience and everything, but there's only so many. That's my face. <laughs> there's only so Jesus. many. Like, That's my nose ring. Yeah, it's very oh, nice. It's nose flipped. Ring. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there's only so many things that you can like do, you know, acoustically and stuff before it becomes ridiculous and tired. And I, I'm, I'm burnt out on it. Like just seeing it pop up enough and people talking about it and everything. That's, that's my, me though, you know? Yeah. Raising my hand. Okay. Sadie in the back, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I, I, as much as I don't think that I am, I am definitely an introvert. Um, I hold on to my projects for dear life until I think that they're perfect. And then I hate them when they come out. Um, I think does. people like Rage Against the Machine and people like Tom York from Radiohead are similar to that um, where you know, there's, they're just not like, let me like talk to you face to face on a screen type people. And so I think that, you know, there are the people that are like, yeah, I love this. I grew up with this. Like, I just want to talk to my fans. I don't care what it is. And and I think that's so cool. I think um, creators can be many different kinds of people. I think there's the people that just, they just spit out art every single day. My dad's like that. He's just like every single day, something, 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 something. And then there's people um, like Leonard Cohen, for an example, that will spend 13 years on a song and then it takes another 20 for it to be famous. So then, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I think it's cool that people are doing it. I I'm exhausted from seeing it. I personally, um, don't want to sing to people as much as I did it for a living. I, there's no reason why I can't, it would be totally fine. I, I just haven't felt like this. Oh, I need to like get out there and provide, you know, my music to things. Like I, I'm in my own head, just I feel like I'm in chaos and and constant stress from everything going on. That I'm just not sure like what my part is that I could add to it right now that would make it better. And for me personally, the live thing isn't for me. I, I don't think that's just you know a rule for anybody. Right. But um. You know, I don't think that's bad to say though, because even though you're a performer, like it doesn't mean that like you are an expert, like you said. Yeah, I don't. You know, it, and not to say that I never did it. I mean, four years ago, I was popping on Facebook Live, I was popping on Instagram Live, and all the gigs, and like you know, Tanner and I would have the iPhone up, and we'd be playing at the wigwam, and I would be talking to people, like they'd be requesting songs, like while we're you know getting paid for money. We're streaming also. And so it's not that I, you know, have never done it or am against it because I'm totally not against yeah. it. But I also, you know, don't think that it takes the place of a live concert and the feeling of what exactly. that is. So I think I think those people who really like live off of those moments and can't can't do just like the performance setting just on a screen, like shouldn't shouldn't have to. Like I, I don't think I don't think rage would be a good fit. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure of to do it. Yeah. So you get a lot of half-assed versions and that's burning me out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the people who are like, I that's know how to do this and do it right. And I'm like, okay, awesome. You know? But, yeah. It's, it's between what's, what's a performance and what's a practice almost. Yeah. 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 Well said. Yeah. I agree. There's been a, uh, I've asked a lot of people this that I've talked to here and there and, and I'm, I, I'm, I guess I am on the same page. I, 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 
I'm interested in seeing some live stuff. Uh, well, and I think anybody that knows me knows how much I love going to a live show. Um, it can even be, you know, one guy playing guitar in front of four people. But if he believes what he's performing and you can feel that, uh, and it's the way the people feedback, that that's what makes somebody extremely good uh, at performing live. And, you know, you can go to a show and if you don't know any of the songs, but there's that that amount of people there that are just so into it and the the artist is feeding off of them just as well. And it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, and you guys probably know there's there, the feeling that you get when somebody is singing along with mm -hmm. what you're doing just makes you put uh, uh, that much more. I don't want to say effort into it because it's not really, a, uh, it's not really work. I think when you perform what you really want to do, I it's think an out of body it's, experience. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like a drug. Yeah. If people are singing 100%. back to you, it is like, a drug. Yeah. we talk about that all the time. Like how crazy it would be to be an artist and just looking out. And you've heard this song a million times because you wrote it. Yeah. But, You're sick of it. Like <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm not a performer, like, so I'm not sure, but I feel like just being in that ambiance and looking out and just seeing that energy given back to you because of what you did i think that would be like the first time hearing the song every time yeah Great. you can like, see that's people so cool yeah you can see people that like come with their friends their friends like will know like your song and stuff yeah. and you watch the people like kind of you know the arms cross thing and then an arm will drop like slowly you know, yeah, then they're here and then, and then they they're, they're clapping at the, at the clap part you know the obligatory clap part and then by the end they're like yeah, yeah. you're like holy shit we did it we changed a mind and that's like yeah, it's like, oh, it's I mean, greatest. don't be fooled. We see every individual face out there. Oh, yeah. One of our one of our first shows together was in front of like 1600 people. And it was a hard show. We uh, were opening for Sir Sly out in Tippy Marketplace. And uh, and I remember like two faces. I remember a group of girls in the front that were like ecstatic and they ended up being in our music videos. They came to like more shows over, you know, years. Yeah. It was super <laughs> cool. But I remember like just everyone's like having a good time. And I locked eyes with this one guy in the crowd who was sitting there like this. <laughs> When's the main band? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Staring at him. I'm staring at him like, fuck, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I like jumped on the subs and like, went harder Hanging and like did this and like went harder yeah just uh, like ah you know i look back at him just didn't move <laughs> and you can't win like, anyway it turns out he was deaf <laughs> he was lost he's lying yeah. we've never met him now we never um, met him we left immediately <laughs> i'm sure but yeah we were we remember you know see things like that um but then the, there was people in the front who had never heard of us before that were just having like having the, the best, best time. time. And that's the stuff you got to hold on yeah. to. Yeah. And so it was a, like a very, just um, emotional toggle back and forth of like, look, just observing people and observing your impact. And then, you know, there's a bunch of technical difficulties and all these things were happening and you're getting rushed off stage and, and managers and touring managers are like throwing their gear in the grass and everything. And then we get off stage and everyone is like, Oh my God, you're so good. And we're like, <gasps> what? <laughs> so there's just such a difference, I think, in, in that kind of energy. Um, to, to capture that yeah. in a live yeah. Instagram. If it was possible, I think more than live, I would love to see like acoustic home videos done. 
where you're just like plugging in a guitar and a piano to whatever you have and you sync it up, you know, to yourself and just like whip out a couple songs at a time. To me, that would like hold my attention more than me joining in on like a laggy, you know, this thing, you know, with, with the guitar. But yeah. I've, I've also true. watched a couple that I really like. Yeah. So. It's got to be hard when you see people not buying in right away or if they're not sure about you. And they're just kind of like, uh, that's and the then thrill all the of being an opening it. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Everybody, everybody I've ever talked to, um, as far as an artist goes, um, that's, they always talk about how tough that is. And, um, I had one artist tell me that when, when he was the opening band, uh, that he would not look at anybody. He would basically just close his eyes off. and, yeah. Look, exactly. It's like, it, when you do <laughs> when you do speeches and you're not sure of your audience, you don't look at the faces. You look at the forehead. Yep. You know, because yep. you don't see the yeah. expressions, and then you can just focus on what you're doing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, instead of me just making like direct eye contact with somebody well, <laughs> never met, and, and it's scary. But that's the thing about artists is is you're putting yourself out there, and you 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 have to hope that people will appreciate it and and get into it. Um, cause it's not, it's not like you're just reading something or, or, and it's different than doing a play. I mean, it, it I shouldn't say completely different because when you're performing is you want to make people believe the character and stuff like that. But you're also saying, believe in my character, but also this, this is my creation. I hope you like it. You know? Yeah. The character is yourself. So it's a lot. <laughs> I, I think it, it's adds some pressure onto, you know, where if you're being a character, you know, you can, I, I feel like there's less of a wall put up, but when it's, when you are the character, it's yeah. like, oh, they're, they're judging it's me. It's more vulnerable more. to put yourself yeah. on stage when it's just you versus yeah. getting into a character and then putting on an act, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally yeah. Agree. I, I hated that play. I didn't write it. I just performed. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, sucks for you. I said that once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I hated that song. It's like, oh, I spent a year on it. <laughs> That's about my mom, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jake Briggs, half of Taiki, and this is Punisher. You're a madman for the way I like to strike first Punisher On a one-way ticket down the way you're going
take it no okay good good um i don't want to start the end game um i i guess the the end game would to be able to be heard throughout the world and and i don't really care on what scale it is as long as it's myself and my writing and you know my music our music um I love traveling. Um, you know, Jake does too. Like we want to just be able to get on a bus and, and go and, and my, my whole thing, I, I think what brought me so close to music and writing as a kid is that, um, you know, through all of my struggles of childhood and adolescence, there was so many times where I felt like I wasn't understood, but a certain song or a certain artist would peek out to me at a certain time. And that was like, my saving grace and I think because of that I've always wanted to be that for somebody else like so if I could just if I could just get myself to the level where I have the platform to 
put it in someone else's face, you know, not for just, you know, so I could sell out a stadium, but so that I could help somebody the way that music helped me, I would say that's, that's my end game. Yeah. Um, a, a lot in the same boat with that. Like my, my whole thing is ne- neither of us are like these glory people where we need to be, I guess, you know, performing on Instagram live or anything like that and all that, you know what I mean? Like where we have to chase the fad or anything like that. I mean, you heard our songs. They're not exactly what's popping right now, Um, but it's more about, you know, staying not to sound cliche, but like staying like integral to what you started as and everything. There's a million people, you know, especially in LA here that are like, this is what you need to do. Boom, 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 boom. And then spin it this way and Sadie dress, you know, (laughs) <laughs> differently and then we'll, uh, and then you'll be fine we'll throw on a billboard and you got it and everything and then you're up there and you're like well that was that's not even it doesn't really, matter that's yeah. not me that's that's you know airbrushed yeah. and all that stuff and and I realize I'm saying that even though I have blonde tips but I've liked Lance Bass well, for a long time damn it I like Lance Bass too he's <laughs> my, he was always my favorite but um anyway <laughs> I think a, a huge thing for for me is to is you if you can get a a following a a group you know behind you and what you like stand for and everything then you can like I I guess aim that in a way in a positive way like there are so many that you just showed me this Ellen clip um of like her like one of her many foundations the wildlife foundation she has for uh gorillas right those gorillas yeah it was um I don't know if you guys saw this this is you know pop culture Ellen's wife Portia gifted her the uh I can't Who is her it? Name. It's, it's not, not Jane. Um, it's not Jane Goodall. It's the other one. It's the other. Starts with an A, I think. Um, <laughs> you're right. She 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 died. The, the yeah. she died. She died. was murdered. Yeah, she was murdered. Uh, but anyways, her wife got her started her a foundation that people started donating to. Yeah, a permanent she start, campus. Like, and yeah, permanent campus it. to do research and like save chimpanzees, which is something she yeah. wanted as a kid. And you know, Ellen gets to help people, so that people get to help her. And it was just like this. It whole, turns into this like. Some, you know, the, the many can do more than the, the one and stuff. And you can have like, oh, I really wish, like for me, a big thing is education. My mom was a teacher. My stepdad was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. I was a student teacher for like a minute. Um, You're like, <laughs> no drums. No, no drums. <laughs> so anyway, like, th- like to me, the ed- like if you could get a big enough following and stuff, you could really like highlight like all the problems in education and like bring that into people's homes, just like you bring your music or, yeah. you know, or whatever your medium is and stuff. So just want to be able to make an impact and, yeah. and have a, a ground to stand on to do so. Yeah. So, this is the only way anyone would ever listen to me in the first place. So. <laughs> <laughs> Through Sadie singing. <laughs> Through me yelling. Yeah. Doing some screamo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. School. Or Matt, Jamie, anything else? Um, if you could open for one artist, who would it be? Twenty One Pilots. Twenty One Pilots. Both of you, really? That's cool. Thanks. Yeah, I took her to that for a Christmas present, and holy Woo! shit, man! I, I had seen them already, but we're like, could two people do this? Yeah, two people. Two people could do this. Stadium <laughs> tour, and it was so again, two people that are honest with with just who they are and everything. Yeah. Very cool, and their fans are like. The most what, loyal, ridiculous people so dedicated. Want to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah. What would you call your groupies? The Tai Chi? The little tykes. The little tykes. Yes. I have thought about it. Because my dad informed me that a tyke 
a, a tyke is a kid, yeah. right? Yeah. As a said, child. And I said, play but it's school genderless. And so we could just, yeah, the tykes. Yeah, little tykes. Little tykes. Is that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is unconfirmed, by the way. But <laughs> gotcha. Whatever. I have a fan page made. Just need someone to take the reins. <laughs> All right. Matt? Ah, I, I think I got what I what we were looking for. All right. Yeah. Right on. Well, thank you guys for well, talking. Yeah. Listening no. to this rant. Thank you. This was fun. No, it was, yeah, a lot of fun. Absolutely. I appreciate everybody's time. This is you guys, by the way. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's, there she is. See, she's got the wooden thing and she holds and a cornucopia. There's the, there's the genderless child. There it is. There's the tyke. <laughs> there's my tyke. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you all for your time and the questions and the conversation. Uh, and then uh, we'll see where thank we go so with this. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. yeah great meeting you guys. Awesome. Good job, you too. Yeah. You too. <laughs> Episode one, out of the way. Out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody have a good night, okay? You, you okay. Too. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Be careful. Bye, Frankie. <laughs> Bye, too. guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>